Hey everyone, welcome to the Dorinda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to six, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I am very grateful to be here today. It is actually a dreary, rainy day here in North Carolina. Um, I think spring is right around the corner, but in the meantime, it's a little mushy right now. Well, let's see. I should probably give you all an update. Since I've uh, recorded last, we got back from Florida. We spent the month of February in Florida with our two youngest kids. This is something we've never been able to do before and not anything I ever actually thought I would ever do. Um, You know, all those years raising the kids on that on that acreage and just plotting for literally over two decades. And if someone would have said, oh, someday you're going to spend a month in Florida, I would have said, you're crazy. Uh, We're going to be here forever with these kids. We're going to be homeschooling forever. (laughs) Because it does. It feels like that when you're in the trenches. But the reality is that it does end. And we're nearing the finish line here. And I'm excited about it, but I'm also um, really happy that I'm still homeschooling because it's something that I love. It's something that I believe in. Um, I don't know if many of you know this, but I do go and speak at conferences. Of course, last year, everything was canceled. This year, I was able to go to um, Illinois. I went to Peoria, Illinois, and I went to just the sweetest little conference there called Apache. So if you're in that area, I would look... um, to see when when their next conference is, which will probably be in a year. But it was just the sweetest, sweetest conference. Really enjoyed it. Loved the parents that we met there. And it was just a great time encouraging families. Um, we got back from that and uh, we've been just plugging along. I've had things to finish on my book. I, I did the final read through on the four hour school day. And, you know, I was kind of dreading it because I thought, oh, don't make me read through this again. You know, when you've read your own writing that many times, you you begin to think, oh, it's just going to be same old, same old. And um, really, I just needed to go through it and look for some, you know, anything that any tweaks that needed to be made. Anyway, all that to say, literally at one point while I was reading the book, I got teary eyed because I'm just so grateful that God has given me this opportunity to share my heart and that he actually gave me the words to articulate what's been in my heart all along when it comes to homeschooling. And I've articulated some of that in The Unhurried Homeschooler, but the four-hour school day is really um, just a lot broader um, and more in-depth than I've ever gone before in a book. And so I'm really excited about this uh book releasing on June 29th. There's a lot of work that goes into it when you're, especially when you're working with a publishing company um, because they want it to be a good launch. Um, But I'm excited about it. I don't have a launch team. I know a lot of you have asked about that, but I will tell you this, that everyone who subscribes to my website, go to DorendaWilson.com, you will be the first to hear about the bonuses and the incentives and uh, there's some fun things that are going to go along with this. I wrote a devotional specifically to go with this book. Um, it's called Encouraging a Heart Towards Homeschooling. And so it's it's really just a, it's a great little um, companion guide to read through before you actually read the book. And I wrote that especially 
for this book launch, so you can't get it anywhere else. And it is available to everyone who pre-orders in the month of April. I will keep you guys posted as to when exactly that date is where you can order it and automatically receive that. So the best place to hear about that, though, is to go on to my website, DorendaWilson.com, so that you'll be notified um, first on every announcement. And I would just love to have you there as part of the community. And uh, here's a fun little fact about the book. I just have to share this. It was endorsed by Kirk Cameron. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. But yes, he endorsed this book. And I'm super excited. I've got a number of other great endorsers too. But that one was really sort of a, wow, I can't believe this just happened kind of thing. So really excited about this book. Really excited to get it into the hands of as many families as possible. And just so you guys know, it's not just a book written towards uh, written to homeschoolers. It is written also for the parent who is really feeling discontent with their current educational uh, situation. So that at the fence parent, as my husband put it, that on the fence parent. Um, and there's the parent who's just started homeschooling. And then there's the one who's been doing this for a while, but just needs a reminder of, of kind of like what's important and what are we really shooting for? Give me this big picture again so that I can um, just relax a little bit and enjoy this journey. So I'm excited about it. If you want to read the description of the book, you just go to Amazon right now. It's the only place where you can read anything about the book until the publishing company has a landing page. So uh, go to Amazon.com and you'll find uh, the four-hour school day there with a, with a description of the book. Okay, I'm going to dive in to our short little uh, podcast here. I am talking today about feeling inadequate. Now, do you ever have that feeling like everything you do could have been done better? It's every woman's battle especially every mom's. We think to ourselves, I'm not enough. I'll never be enough. We are constantly seem to be hearing those voices or thinking I could have done that so much better or it would have been better if I would have fill in the blank or even, well, that was lame. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've said that to myself. But these words actually suck the life out of us. And yet the enemy continues to effectively use them. Nothing makes me more angry, frustrated, and hurt than doing my best and still feeling like it's not enough. Now cue in having eight kids, and there was potential for some serious feelings of inadequacy. Could I pull off raising and homeschooling eight kids and not miss something, or at least something major, right? Would some of my kids go off the rails because I failed to be enough? Would they need therapy or would I need therapy? Would they hate the way they were raised or homeschooled? Would they see me as a failure? Our thoughts of inadequacy come from many places, including regrets of the past, concerns for the present, and worries about the future. Pinterest, social media, and unending access to information are certainly compounding the problem. It's enough to make a grown woman cry. Yes, I have, and sometimes I still do. The thing about this struggle is that it never ends. No matter what season of life we are in, we will face feelings of inadequacy at one point or another. The result is feeling isolated, discouraged, and hopeless. But 
there is hope. In Jesus, there is hope. What do I mean by that? God says in Hebrews 6 that hope in Jesus is an anchor for the soul. And in Proverbs 113 verse 12, it says hope deferred or put off makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Paul found hope in his weaknesses. He had some sort of thorn in the flesh, something that ate at him and really bothered or incapacitated him somehow. And he said this three different times. I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and hardships, persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Moms, it's in our weaknesses that he is made strong. Through the redeeming work of the cross, Jesus has removed the pressure to perform and strive. We can rest in his finished work and serve freely alongside him as his grand story unfolds. We get to be part of what he is doing. Everything isn't up to us but we get to participate in what he is doing. I was battling with feelings of inadequacy this week. I've felt weak in many ways, a constant reminder of my humanity and need for God. I don't enjoy feeling this way, but I can't get away from it. I've been talking to God a lot about it. God whispered something to my heart and it was so simple. Every time I think I could do something better, he wanted me to say and know in my heart that Jesus loves me. Isn't it just like God to make it so simple, so childlike? Remember this children's song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Not the culture, not our friends, but the Bible tells us so. Each time I feel inadequate, God was telling me to whisper, but Jesus loves me. God knows everything about us, but he loves us. He is more gracious than the most gracious person you've ever met. Yes, he knows us inside and out. Those inadequacies we are so concerned about are not an obstacle to him. He loves us. I'm going to share some verses with you, and I want you to read them and bask in his amazing love for you. Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 5. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. 
When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. Do not be afraid for I am with you. And in Isaiah 44 verses 21 to 23, pay attention, O Jacob, for you are my servant, O Israel. I, the Lord, made you and I will not forget you. I have swept away your sins like a cloud. I have scattered your offenses like the morning mist. Oh, return to me, for I have paid the price to set you free. Sing, O heavens, for the Lord has done this wondrous thing. Shout for joy, O depths of the earth. Break into song, O mountains and forests and every tree. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and is glorified in Israel. That's in us. Isaiah 51 verses 12 through 16 say, I Yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like the grass and disappear? Yet you have forgotten the Lord, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where are their fury and anger now? It is gone. Soon all you captives will be released. Imprisonment, starvation, and death will not be your fate. For I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea, causing its waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's armies. And I have put my words in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. I stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. I am the one who says to Israel, that's us, you are my people. The most powerful and most important message of all the ages, the simplest yet most profound and life-changing message, Jesus loves you. This I know. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time together. God, thank you for the reminders of your broad and deep and vast love for us and care for us. Thank you that your faithfulness reaches to the skies, that your mercies are new every morning. God, may you be strong in our weaknesses, Lord. We praise you and we thank you for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, amen.